And welcome to another edition of 99 Questions. I am your host, Bob Buell. This is, of course, an oddly numbered interview show where we ask all sorts of interesting people, interesting questions. And joined with me today, oh boy, I am going to say video essayist extraordinaire. Uh, If you've seen a Beatles video on YouTube, odds are it's from this fella right here. It's Elliot Roberts. Elliot, how are you today? Hey, Bob. I'm doing very well. Thank you. It is a joy to be on your podcast. Oh, well, that is so kind. Thank you so much. It is a joy to have you on this podcast. That's what you said. But it's, you know, it's reciprocal. It makes, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I thank you for, for being on here. And, uh, you know, we got some questions. Rumor has it. There's more than a, a dozen there, but we're going to find out. <laughs> but first, we got to uh, click through a couple quick terms and conditions, some ground rules right up front like take as much time or as little time as you need to answer a question if a yes or no suffice give me a yes or no if a short story about your life helps get a better answer i want to hear that story uh ground rule number two this is not a a wolf blitzer interview is he (laughs) topical still maybe i don't know uh but you can pass over a question if you don't want to answer it no judgment no worries and ground rule number three despite the name of the show being 99 questions uh i didn't go to school for english uh some of these questions are just words i put a question mark at the end of the syntax might not make sense i might throw in a follow-up and we're not going to be too strict about it uh but all that said uh the first of the non-counting questions elliot are you ready i am ready oh you love to see it question one what's the perfect breakfast Perfect breakfast. Well, I mean, most mornings I, I've gotten into smoothies recently just because there's just a, a, a lot in them that I can just quick, quickly blitz and uh, I'm, I'm good to go. Um, but I had an incredible breakfast recently. It was a Chinese chili omelette. I'd never had one before. And it was oh just this perfect blend of like spices and eggs and... Uh, yeah, I was like that. If I could have that, I remember thinking, if I could have that every day, I I, I would be set. So I'm gonna go with a Chinese chili omelet as the perfect breakfast. <laughs> chili omelet, wow. Maybe it's too close to dinner, but that sounds amazing. There's yeah, there's a huge breakfast culture in my, my city, Melbourne, where I live in Australia. Um, mm. so we take like brunch and breakfast foods very seriously. So people really like like to outdo each other when it comes to like signature breakfasts. So, uh, yeah, we're really spoiled for choice. If you ever come to Melbourne, uh, yeah, you'll be eating good. I I love it. Uh, Question two. Who's the coolest dude? Oh, let's go with George Harrison uh, of the Beatles fame. Uh, There'll probably be a few Beatles related answers (laughs) in this uh, uh, in these 99 questions, I dare say. But, yeah, I just don't think there's ever been a cooler guy than George Harrison, in my opinion. Dare I say, one of the most impeccable fashion uh, icons of the last 50 years. Like, incredible. Incredible. Never had a bad fit. Just, and and was effortless. Like, it was, he never looked like he was 
trying to go for something or anything. It just looked like he was whatever he was wearing. It's like, of course, like that's what he's <laughs> meant to be wearing, and no one else could pull it off. Like no one else is was doing it like George Harrison. Oh, coolest guy, coolest dude. Firmly agree. Uh, question three: steak, chicken, or fish? Being a pescatarian, I am gonna go with fish. <laughs> Ooh, you could have thrown a curveball there. But ah, I'll go steak. I'll change <laughs> my life. No, that's uh, <laughs> excellent. Uh, question four: best gift you've ever gotten? Oh, okay. So for my, uh, I turned thirty a few years ago, and I I'm really into vintage mid-century furniture. And my girlfriend Ooh. got me this great set of uh, like a two-seater couch. And two armchairs um, from this person who was selling them uh, uh, just online, but they're they're just they're in my living room, and I sit on them every day. I use them every day, and I'm like, yeah, they're just they're just great. <laughs> like once you've got like good furniture in your in your lounge room in your living room, um, everything else kind of falls into place. I find so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that. That is incredible. It is true. Once you once you're out of like the college years and you realize like, oh, just a hand me down couch isn't quite good enough anymore. Like, yeah, it's it's a, it's yeah, a step yeah. up. Absolutely. Question five. Best gift before you've you, ever. Oh, yeah, please. Before you uh, ask that, <laughs> I, I there is a few, but I'm dog sitting at the moment. So if you do hear dogs barking in the background, um uh that don't worry they're just being a bit of a nuisance um so i apologize for that if you hear a uh golden doodle and a multi shih tzu just yapping away uh but they are in another room and um hopefully they'll settle down soon enough (laughs) (laughs) i love it see now this is now like a drinking game for the listeners when they hear the bark in the background you got to take a drink uh it's a it's an interactive experience for everyone Question question five. Best gift you've ever given. Um okay, so I my family recorded a lot of um VHS tapes in the 90s, and they've just been sitting on, you know, uh VHS which have which degrade after like 30 years. So last yeah. year I spent hours and hours and hours uh converting them to digital, and then I uh have I gave it to them as 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 gifts like just di- digital files of like our family memories and it was like such a great like such a really lovely moment for our family to like reminisce on the stuff that we hadn't seen in like decades um uh that we thought like we, we never even thought to look at again uh yeah very meaningful i think and didn't like really cost me anything but it was just that that kind of gift where it you know it can't be bought can't be can't be purchased it, yeah just one of those priceless things so I'll, I'll i'll go with that yeah if you if you want to if you've got vhs tapes uh digitize them now because that like it, it it's it's getting to that point where they will degrade so that's just a psa uh for me <laughs> yeah no that is first off amazing what a heartfelt uh, amazing gift uh but yeah that was actually one of my kind of lockdown projects was yeah. i got a a vcr right back here and mm-hmm. uh, a little hdmi converter dealy to plug into my computer and did the same thing i went to my my sister's wedding a couple weeks ago and gave her the flash drive of all these old uh family movies and stuff it's just such a Amazing. a lovely think yeah. that 
that, that people don't even think about. It's uh, yeah. really, really cool. And a great PSA for all the listeners. <laughs> Question six. What did you want to do for a living when you were a kid? Uh, I wanted to be an actor. I've always kind of wanted to um, act in theater, film, TV. I still haven't like fully given up on it. Um, I, I, I do something that's, I guess, tangential to uh, to acting, which is, I guess, being a YouTuber. Um, <laughs> I, I, I get I get recognized on the street now, but not for the reasons I, I guess I would have thought um, a decade <laughs> ago or so. But it's still lovely. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a pretty pretty common one, but it never really died with me. I think everyone wants to be in in, in TV and movies when they're a kid, but uh, not many people put in years of performing arts college to do it <laughs> like I foolishly did. But uh, yeah, no, it was a uh, good times, good times. Oh, that's great. Uh, question seven. This is a biggie here. Mm-hmm. What's the largest animal you can beat in a fight? I so, yeah, I I feel like I feel like there's a few of these uh, who, <laughs> who can you beat in a fight questions uh, that that I've really had to think about. Three, there's three fighting questions peppered throughout, and uh, yeah, they're they're all in the front half, so it's a less violent second half uh, for sure. <laughs> um, and, and the largest animal that I could beat in a fight, um, I don't want to beat any animal. I love animals, uh, but if one of them were coming at me. Uh, see, that's the thing you learn about when you go to the zoo or and everything is that every animal is way stronger than you think. Mm. Um, so it'd probably be be something really small, um, and pathetic, like a possum or something. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the, just those they possums can get vicious. Could be, they could get tenacious. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'll go with that. <laughs> I I like it. I believe in you too. I'm betting on you on this fight. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, question eight. Who's someone you look up to? Let's go with another. Uh, actually, no, I'll, 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 I'll do a different one. I, I look up to Hank and John Green, the vlog brothers um, on mm. YouTube, because they are uh, pioneers in the, I guess, line of work that I'm in as YouTubers. But I think they also use their platforms for the best possible causes, you know, to promote um, science and understanding and uh, they preach compassion. And uh, yeah, I just think they're great. I just think they're a great force of good on the internet and they always have been. And uh, yeah, I'm just big fans of both of them. Um, So I'll go with uh, the the Green Brothers. I love it. Uh, Question nine. First album you bought with your own money. Yeah, that would be, um, I think it's called Middle of Nowhere by Hanson um, in the oh. 90s. Uh, you, you probably would remember the song Mbop. Uh, it, it, it took over the world uh, in the mid to late 90s, and it certainly did with me. It was, it, it was kind of my, uh, the Hanson brothers uh, were the reason I grew my hair long as a kid. I, it was the first band that I really, really got into before I even like really knew who like the Beatles were, for example. It was... It was those three dudes from Tulsa, Oklahoma. So yeah, middle of nowhere by Hanson. Listen, I don't care how old I get. If I am in a car and I'm listening to Umbop, I'm cranking oh. that volume up. You it's know, you know timeless. every word. It's yeah. so good. 
It's so oh. it's a perfect pop song. It, it, yeah, yeah, I, I stand by it. They're incredible. Question 10. What's your go-to karaoke song? Um, makes me sad that I haven't done karaoke in years because I used to love doing it when I was at university. Um, and in that line of thinking, uh, I will go with Arctic Monkeys, I Bet You're Good on the Dance Floor. Um, it's not like a big belter, but it's got a lot of attitude in it. It's a lot of fun. It's up-tempo. It can really... Uh, rouse a crowd um and i can put on my best alex turner um accent you know just get real baritone uh yorkshire north of england and just uh <laughs> yeah just uh yeah arctic, pretty much anything by arctic monkeys i love to sing a karaoke so i'll go with that great choice great choice question 11 last song that you listen to uh well let's have a little look what was i listening to question not sponsored by spotify but hey i want to throw a couple bucks our way no i'm not even a spotify user oh i'm even on the, better i'm on the other side of things <laughs> um uh the last song I, I was listening to was only a fool by lemon twigs um who are a great great band that i only discovered this year um they have a that they just do an incredible um not pastiche that's too limiting but they they have a great 60s and 70s sound they're you know i feel like a lot of bands these days are like or a lot of people these days are like oh music isn't what it used to be it's all you know it's all this that it's it's mumbly it's it but lemon twigs are a band i'm just gonna bug them right now because i think they're great they use um chords harmonies melodies like no one else they're a young band and I just really love them. I saw them live a few weeks ago and they, and they were just incredible. So uh, yeah, get into the lemon twigs, everyone. <laughs> wow. What a recommendation. I got to check these guys out. Their latest album, particularly uh, called everything harmony is, is uh, my album of the year, I think. So um, yeah. Wow. Uh, question 12. What's a band or musical artist you want to hear more from? Yeah, there's a, a a Norwegian artist called I think he's Norwegian called uh, Todd Terdier, um or Terjie or I, I don't quite know how to say his name. He's Norwegian, um, but he released an album in 2014 called "It's Album Time." Uh, that is great just a great name, right? Um, and it, it it's just really great um, uh, dance music, dance pop, disco, fruity electro pop, like um a, a lot of like latin vibes it's just like the most joyful dance music and it's a it's a great album and he has not released anything since mm. um it's so it's nearly been a decade and he just dropped this incredible album i saw him tour it like uh, about eight years ago and uh just radio silence since so i don't know what what, what he's doing but he's got to make more music because i love it He's he's either just complete. He's on an island somewhere, or he's gonna put out the greatest album that anyone's ever heard, just secretly. <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm I, I I've and I've been waiting, but um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's great. Uh, question, question thirteen: a song that brings the most emotion out of you. Ah, uh, oh, a lot of songs do, but. I'll go with England by the National. Mm. Yeah, just a great, 
great song. Um, uh, has a lot of personal meaning to me, that song. So, uh, yeah, England by The National. Great. Uh, question 14. What's your favorite music video? <laughs> I, I had I would have had a different answer to this uh, a few days ago, but oh. since uh, the new Beatles song Now and Then was released, uh, we've got this absolutely fever dream <laughs> of a music video directed by Peter Jackson of Lord of the Rings fame um, and has just directed this insane, uh, hilarious and just so such a jarring music video that like I think it now just has to be my favorite because it is just so <laughs> weird, but I love it so much. Um, so yeah, now and then by the Beatles directed by Peter Jackson. <laughs> it's real. It's so much wackier. Like I listened to the song first and was like, yeah, good. this is a real, it's very good. And then watching the music video, I have a totally different thought of that song yeah. now because it's so uh, much, so much more off the wall. I, I, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. I, um have sympathy for the people that watched the music video and listened <laughs> to it all uh, like as their first listen um that it just would have been too much it was already too much listening to the last Beatles song let alone watching uh that absolutely bonkers uh, bit of film um but yeah i i love it <laughs> <laughs> and here i'll i'll drop you a quick plug early you have an excellent video that came out recently uh yeah still recently by the time this episode comes out um basically doing a, a analyzing and breaking down the song itself and the music video and the entire context behind it um on who would have guessed it your youtube channel uh <laughs> that i i really highly recommend uh people people oh, check thank out you. thanks bob um question 15 you got a million dollars but you have to donate it all to charity what charity is it going to uh, my go-to charity is an Australian charity called Seed Mob. Um, they are a, uh, climate, um, uh, charity, uh, run by, um, young indigenous people because, uh, in indigenous people, uh, in Australia, I have a connection to the land and, uh, have, uh, you know, kind of run this place for 40,000 years. Um, and they typically have pretty good instincts when it comes to things we should do for our our uh, our country and our land. So um, yeah, that's my that, that's my that's my charity, Seed Mob. That's yeah. amazing. Wish I wish I did have a million dollars for them, but uh, maybe <laughs> one day, maybe one day. Question sixteen: Favorite holiday? I was I was thinking about this question. I this is one of the ones I saw, and I was. Like this is this means something different to Americans as it does to British or Australian people mm. because you say holiday and it's like Halloween, Christmas, that kind of thing. Whereas we would use holiday, um, I, also in in that sense, but also as like a vacation. You know, like we're going on holiday. Uh, yeah. So like, of course. my first thought was favorite holiday. I was like, oh, that's when I went to Japan in 2018. I was like, no, <laughs> that's not what he means. Um, uh, but so yeah, I would probably say, I mean, it's hard to beat Christmas for me. Uh, like my, it's such a big time of year. My birthday is December 15th. My girlfriend's birthday is December 24th. There's just a lot. My dad's birthday is December 10th. Um, so there's just a lot of like family celebrations around that time. It can get a bit overwhelming to be honest, but, um, 
Australian Christmas is a great, it's summer, it's warm. There's, you know, people come over and everyone's in the pool or, you know, like having a barbecue. It's like 4th of July, basically what you would have for 4th of July, but you're celebrating Christmas. Yeah. (laughs) I I've never even considered that's amazing. Yeah. I want to be in a pool for Christmas. <laughs> this is perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's why I think like a few people in the Northern Hemisphere do Christmas in July so they can get a bit of a, you know, yeah, different take on the holiday. Yeah. But um, yeah. <laughs> oh, great choice. Uh, 17. What's your go to drink when you walk into a coffee shop? Soy cappuccino. Mm. Yeah. So, or a soy latte. Yeah. Yeah. Soy latte, soy cappuccino, either one of them. Yeah. Nice. 18. Spell the word gray. <laughs> um, G-R-A-Y. Wow. <laughs> I, I mean, A-Y out of the gate. Can I ask what... <laughs> Like what mo- you've you've de- asked this question a few times now. What do most people go with? So I had a uh, I did a best of episode maybe about seven or eight episodes ago, and I I tallied them all of them mm. throughout ninety something episodes, and I they were like two off. Like it's like forty something to forty something. It's oh, really? it's so incredibly close. Um, I think Ay was winning at that point, but at this. At this time, I don't even know. It's it's yeah. it's it's, the, it's a nail biter. <laughs> Good to know that it's close. <laughs> uh, Nineteen. What's your prized possession? Uh my dog Martha. Yeah. Oh. I technically she is technically a possession. <laughs> she's a living <laughs> thing as well. But um, yeah, my dog Martha. She's the best. That's amazing. And named after a certain song, or is that maybe connecting oh, yeah. the dots too? Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you were you uh, connected them correctly. Uh, named after Paul McCartney's dog uh, Martha, um, and the song Martha, my dear, of course. Very nice. Question twenty: Are you competitive? Uh, I used to be a lot more competitive. I'm a lot less now. I'm I'm competitive with myself, um, mm. definitely. Uh, and if it's something I really care about, maybe I'll be competitive. But these days, I don't really care so much. <laughs> yeah, just in it for the good time, really. That's yeah, exactly. I'm just, I'm just here to vibe. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty-one. Do you consider golf a sport? Uh, Nah, it's golf is an excuse for ri- rich people to use up a lot of land and hit a ball <laughs> across a field. It's not a sport. They're in buggies. They don't even walk from hole to hole. They're in buggies <laughs> with like coolers of beer in the back. Like it, it not a video. Yeah, it's a leisure activity. It's not a sport. I love that. I love it. Uh 22. Have you ever played any sports? Yes, I have played. A lot of sports, sometimes against my will. I went to a very sporty school where um, sports was a huge uh, priority. Um, PE classes, uh, tried just about everything. Um, Yeah. Uh, I feel like the follow-up question might be a specific sport that I like to play. Uh, 
almost sort of kind of favorite sport to watch uh well i i like to i don't i don't watch a lot of sports to be honest with you i uh, i mean i play the sport that i play most consistently tennis mm-hmm. um sport that i like to watch probably also tennis but i don't mind watching basketball bas- and playing basketball yeah nice i like that yeah yeah uh, 24 theme parks. Love them. Yeah. No, I'm pro theme park. Absolutely. I, um, I feel like a lot of people get to the adult stage and they just see it as an annoying place with lines and screaming <laughs> children. But nah, I, if you, if you plan, it's all, it's all in the planning, you know, because mm-hmm. people can do theme parks, um, without much foresight for how the day is going to go. Um, yeah. but I am like, I'm like, all right, we got to use our fast passes for these rides. We got to get in at this time. We're going to go. Yeah. Like I'm very methodical when it comes to how, like how I go about my day at a theme park. But yeah, in general, I love a good theme park. Yeah. <laughs> love themes, love parks. I'm all about it. Absolutely. 25 dubbed the Ron Bennington after famous radio mm. personality. And another one of those fighting questions. (laughs) You're standing in a wrestling ring and a wave of nine-year-olds, a random mix of boys and girls coming down to that ring to fight you. How many nine-year-olds could you beat in this fight? Oh, man. Between beating up animals and children. uh, (laughs) Gosh. We get both categories out of the way early, you know? (laughs) Um, I mean, like, if I'm going to be honest, like I probably could beat up quite a few of them, but morally, uh, mm. I think my, um, I guess my instinct to not hit a child would overcome my brute strength. Uh, and I would probably like just feel so terrible after uh, beating up one and let yeah. them just, uh, you know, go to town on me uh, <laughs> afterwards and just concede defeat because it's just not something I think I could do. <laughs> Yeah, this was a test, and you passed with that answer. Okay. Yes, that's all right. Cool. <laughs> but if they were possums, two possums stacked on top of each other in a child coat, oh. well, now look out! Now you're a whirling dervish. You're, <laughs> you're <laughs> just coming in all directions there. Uh, Twenty-six. What's a game you know you can win? Ooh, let's go Super Smash Brothers. On any console. Yeah. Yeah. Who's your character? Link. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A lot of people don't, don't main as Link, but, uh, cause he doesn't have the greatest jump. Um, but for me, the thing that, uh, dogs going, I don't know if you can hit him. (laughs) That's a shot. The thing that Link has going for him are projectiles. I love using a projectile in Super Smash Brothers Brawl. Uh, or melee or any of them if you can if you can figure out how to use those well your your competitors are toast like they don't stand a chance so yeah (laughs) i guess that's where i could get competitive is mario kart and (laughs) super smash brothers (laughs) oh listen coming from a nest boy over here i get it it is uh... you well you would know you would know using pk thunder to you know takes a lot of mastering beautiful (laughs) technique when you can get it 27 what topic can you discuss the most 
I mean, it's probably pretty obvious, but the Beatles. <laughs> yeah. Feels like a slam dunk yeah. there a little bit. Yeah. Uh, 28. Favorite place you visited? Honorary mention is pretty much any place in Japan. That's my favorite country overall to visit. I love going to Japan. It's just just the best country uh, to mm. visit. But uh, I went to the Jungfrau region in Switzerland uh, last Ooh. year for the first time. Uh, it's just this. It, it's just the Swiss Alps, basically. But this particularly beautiful and like serene pocket of mountains and valleys and rivers and it's like it, it it was just unbelievable there's nothing like it in australia and i was just like blown away um so yeah uh the swiss alps oh, sounds incredible it's you gotta go it's it's uh, it's very expensive but um it's it's like insane insane yeah uh 29 What's your catchphrase? Catchphrase? When they make the action figure of you and they pull the string on the back, what do you... <laughs> so many things are rushing through my head. But something I, I, I typically think is you never regret a swim. Um, <laughs> what I mean is if you're, if you're somewhere and there's, you know, a pool, a beach, a river, and it's hot and you're like, should I go in? Should I? It seems like a lot of effort. Go do it. You never regret a swim. So that's uh <laughs> that, I guess that's my catchphrase now. <laughs> Wise words. I love it. Question 30. What's the best costume or cosplay you ever wore? I have a few in my time, and I wish I had better ones. I really want to like I really want to put a lot of effort into a proper cosplay one time. Um but I I went to a costume party this year um as a survivor contestant i love the show survivor so mm, much um yes. so i put like coffee on my face to look like dirt i have a i have like one of those survivor buffs that they wear in the show and just um you know didn't eat for 10 days no i did <laughs> um, but just uh yeah made myself look as uh uh desert islandy as possible and uh yeah had a great time that's amazing did you have a little hidden immunity idol in your pocket or anything? I did. Yeah. No, I had, I had it around my neck. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just I, I made a little fake idol. And uh, yeah. <laughs> 10 out of 10. I love it. Uh, 31. Have you ever had anything named after you? Not to my knowledge. Not a very mm-hmm. exciting answer, but uh, <laughs> yeah. So I, the door is open for anyone who wants to start. <laughs> You're naming drinks, hot dogs, sandwiches, anything. Exactly. The Elliot Roberts, it's all there. 32. Hobby you've dedicated the most time to? Probably record collecting. Yeah, I I have a a big stack of vinyl records. And um, yeah, it's also listening to music as well, which is, I would say, a hobby that I've spent a lot of time on. So combined that with probably the most time and the most money as well. <laughs> yeah, those things are not cheap. Yeah, I try to get a lot of good secondhand stuff, but um no, they're 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 not cheap. They're not cheap. <laughs> uh 33. Who's a celebrity you've had a crush on? Ooh. Um I think someone who's really charming these days that I just think is also Super cute is Kiki Palmer. 
from Nope. Mm. And uh, yeah, she's just great. Every time I see her in interviews, she's just, I'm just like, oh, no wonder you're a movie star. Like that, like, <laughs> of course. Um, yeah, let's go Kiki Palmer. Oh, perfect. 34. What's the strangest job you ever had? Uh, for a few months, I taught financial literacy to classrooms. Um, oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, I I was uh, kind of like working on my presentation skills, and it was just a uh, a, a company that n- needed um, want, wanted to go because you know you're not really taught how to do your taxes in school or anything like that. And I'm bad with numbers, but I had just a, like basically a script to, to memorize and went around to all kinds of schools and taught uh, not financial advice. They were very specific to just make sure I don't <laughs> say that, but financial literacy. So what a savings account is, what an investment is and that kind of thing. Um, oh, I just thought of another one. I have, I had this other job cause I, as I said, I wanted to be an actor and I still do act occasionally, but um, it was like a, a role-playing thing where these executives of this telecommunications company, the biggest one in Australia would go Mm. on this like retreat and they'd have these scenarios of how to um, handle staff um, or customers. And I would have to play the staff or the customer in a scenario. And they, as the like real executive would have to like basically play a scene with me and like someone would be like a mediator and be like all right so i think we could do a few things differently there (laughs) um so it was fun seeing all these like white collar executives who earn so much more than me just uh sweating (laughs) at have to at having to um you know basically role play with me so that was a lot of fun (laughs) really good 30 something 35 book you recommend the world to read I'm, I'm going to give two answers. Uh, yeah. One is uh, Pachinko by Min Jin Lee. Um, mm. Just a just a, an incredible book that details this. Um, it's like this Korean Japanese kind of story through uh, time of like this family. I just love it. I just think it's a great book. And my other recommendation was a book that I read this year. Uh, and I just it like. It's, it instantly became one of my favorite books is Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow by Gabrielle Zevin. Um, it's just about these, ki- these kids who kind of grow up together and make video games. And uh, it's just, it, it's a great depiction of what making video games is like, a great depiction of friendship, a great depiction of loss, a great depiction of uh, love. Um just an incredible rate. Uh, so oh. tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow, I'll go with yeah. Again, you're giving me a lot to Google after this show. I like <laughs> it. Uh, Thirty six, a movie that always makes you laugh. Airplane. Ooh, I watched it recently, and I was like, this is just the perfect comedy. <laughs> it's just so good, <laughs> and, and like every like so like so many films are inspired by the 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 jokes and the style of it of airplane like it's just it's like it's like the citizen kane of comedies i think like it's just so so good yeah Yeah. basically i mean someone could prove me wrong i'm sure but it feels like Mm. it invented the parody movie genre like for sure 
For yeah. sure. Oh. Like it, yeah, without a doubt. They have the line of people to slap the hysterical woman. <laughs> I don't know why that makes me laugh every time. It's so ridiculous. Uh 37. What's the worst movie you've ever seen? Oh. I mean, I would I would say The Room by Tommy Wiseau, but like in a way that's also a classic film, you know? Like I've seen it yeah. multiple times and like why would I watch a bad movie multiple times? It's always this this battle that I have with myself is like is The Room actually bad <laughs> or is it incredible because it is so poorly made? Um but I would still probably have to be The Room. Like it's still a terrible it's so bad, but it, it, but I agree with you. I think it loops back around from being so bad yeah, to it's fascinating, thoroughly entertaining. Like, like the choices made in that film, like like even if you were trying to make a bad film, you wouldn't have made as many bad choices as Tommy Wiseau makes. Like it's just incredible how it, it, it's like this can't be intentional because. Yeah, I don't know. Like that, 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 yeah, yeah, that, that, that movie, man. That movie. <laughs> something special. It's something special. Uh, 38. Who's your favorite actor or actress? Um, I'll go Kate Winslet for actress. Mm. She's just, she's just so good. Um, yeah. comedy, drama. Uh, she nails it every time. And actor. Oh, I used to have such a long list, but I'm going to go with a, a more of an unsung actor that I love, which is Paul Dano. Um, the guy doesn't oh. get enough credit for the work he does. He never been nominated for an Oscar and he should have been at this point. He's just so goddamn good. Um, so yeah, I'll go Paul Dano. A pluses for both. <laughs> uh, 39. How cool was it? in Jurassic Park, and the raptors are running through the kitchen. Very cool. Now that's the right answer right there. It is very <laughs> cool. The movie rules. Uh, question 40. First show as a kid, you got really into it. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that took over my life from the ages of like three to six. Um, that was like... And, and what a perfect like ensnaring trap for a child's mind between the action figures, the cartoon, the theme yeah. song, like it had pizza. <laughs> like, yeah, it feels like it just oh. was checking every box. When I went to New York city for the first time in 2013, like one of my favorite things, well, one of my things that I wanted to do first was get a big comically large slice of New York style <laughs> pe cheese pizza. Yeah. And I, I like I remember thinking like this is like a a crystallized moment in the mythology of my life. Like I've been wanting to do this since I was three years old. Um, uh, so yeah, yeah. The influence on that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles has on me is like I think it's <laughs> larger than I even realize. <laughs> Great stuff. Every, every pizza pull for the next twenty years <laughs> is inspired by them. Forty one. Who should play you in a movie of your life? Will Smith. Yeah. <laughs> I just think that'd be a great <laughs> turnaround for him in a time where, you know, he's probably not doing the best. I think if he played 
uh, a white Australian man, I think, um, you know, people would really look at him differently and be like, wow, he's actually a lot more talented than uh, we gave him credit for. Offers in the mail. <laughs> yeah. 42. Who's the biggest celebrity you've ever met in person? Ah, who is the biggest celebrity I've ever met in person? Oh, man, there's, there's someone really like I know I've there's a person that I've met either in the film or music world that is very big very important and I for some reason I can't think of them right now but I remember being like wow I just met uh, and I don't know why I'm getting (laughs) a blockage because the the weird the weird thing is the answer I want to say is that time I was in line for a um on that same trip actually in New York I was in line for a Jake and Amir show at UCB. Hey, love those guys. Yeah, love Jake and Amir. And um, just this, again, I love Survivor. This uh, Survivor player came up in the line behind me. And I was like, are you, are you Andrea from Survivor? And I was just like blown away. And that's the only answer I can think of right now <laughs> of like the biggest celebrity that, that like I've met. But I know there are multiple others uh that i've met in passing but i'm gonna go right now with andrea from survivor because i can't think of anything else maybe it'll come to me and um i can uh you know go back to that question but for now i'm just gonna have to leave it there listen andrea is a a star in her own right so uh i like it but listen if we get some breaking news throughout the rest of the episode and it comes to mind yeah feel free to jump in (laughs) no worries okay four t Three, TV show or podcast that you love, but you don't think anyone else knows about. Ooh, well, I was I mentioned the book Pachinko. They turned it into a series on Apple TV Plus. The first series is out. Oh. The second series is, uh, I think, being shot at the moment. And just a great like they've really done the book justice. And um, but it's again, it's not really a show that a lot of Western audiences watch because of the subtitles but it's just a really really well done show um i feel like apple tv plus is like the streaming service that is that has this these incredible shows and films packed with like a-list stars and no one's watched any of them like it's so bizarre people just get the free trial they watch ted lasso and then they leave and it's like wait wait, wait, there's so much more don't like hang around There's a ton of like multi-million dollar, hundred million dollar productions and like you've never heard of them. Um, Yeah, but Pachinko is one that I have seen and it's really good. So uh, yeah, I'll go with that. Amazing. While you got Apple Plus, watch After Party and Succession. They're so good. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Not sponsored. Not sponsored. No, no, no. (laughs) Though Apple wants to throw a couple of bucks our way. Uh, 44 favorite comedian. Um, uh, hard to go past John Mulaney for me. Like he's just, uh, I discovered him when I was like 20 years old. Um, and I've just loved everything he, he's done. He's just such a good voice and yeah. Yeah. Dude's a legend. He's unreal. Really is. Uh, 45. Best Saturday Night Live cast member. Well, in line with that, I'm going to go with Bill Hader, um, mm. who John Mulaney wrote for a lot of the sketches. Um, Stefan being one of them is basically the mind of John Mulaney. Um, but yeah, Bill Hader and Kristen Wiig, like 
I feel like they were a package deal almost. Like there's they're just um it's always that that thing of like your favorite uh SNL cast member is whoever it was when you were in college or university, <laughs> which yeah. does line up with me perfectly. <laughs> um but uh and there's a lot there's been a lot of great uh cast members since and there were a lot of great cast members before it, but I just don't think anyone's made me laugh as much as Bill Hader on that show. Like he's so goddamn funny. Um yeah. Both Bill Hader and Kristen Wiig are so funny. They don't have to be funny anymore. Like they've just yeah, yeah. like graduated to drama because they're too funny. It's like the Bill Murray yeah. role. Like they're too funny. <laughs> so like they're just gonna be in dramas for the next 10 years and then figure it out. Truly. I hope I hope after Barry, um, Bill Hader does go back to doing something a little bit more lighthearted because oh boy, that was a heavy show. Yeah. Um and he is he's just so good at it. Like I could watch him do an impression of anyone for hours. I just, he's just the best. He's incredible. 46. What's the nerdiest thing you've done? Hmm. I was really into the show lost when I was a, a teenager. Um, yes. I, I really want to do like a big, like three hour video on lost on my channel, but I know like it would kill my, my viewership and the algorithm I'll be would... first in line to watch that thing it is <laughs> maybe my favorite show of all time so yeah something people need to know about me is that as obsessive as i am about the beatles and as much lore as i know about the beatles i know equal amounts about lost like oh, i like i went when, when when i was um when that show was on the air I was a subscriber to the official lost magazine which i've still got a stack of like this high <laughs> of them um yeah back when magazines were a thing, I was fully into this thing called the lost experience, uh, which was this, like, uh, I don't know if you remember it. This, it's like, like the ARG uh, thing. thing. Um... Yeah. It happened during season two, um, where, which was like this online kind of like Persephone or something. Yeah. It was like this game that you could play where you were like figuring out clues between episodes and that kind of thing. And it was leading to this like video that, uh, would come together from the Dharma Initiative, right. and uh, they released these like real life Apollo bars, which are these like chocolate bars from the show. And I, I remember being disappointed because they were clearly different from the ones that they actually ate in the show. I was like, these aren't uh, actual replicas. Um, <laughs> and I bought I bought the figurines. Uh, I still got like a uh, oh, Three. still got yeah, hang on. This is an audio medium, obviously, but I'm getting out my Charlie from Lost yes! figurine that I have. The McFarlane um, like, uh, toys, right? Yeah, yeah. I bought like six of these. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I <laughs> I uh, nerded out the most with with Lost. In uh, there's probably a, 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 they're the things I care to mention as well. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's uh, my definite answer for that question. I'm I am right there with you. Don't you worry. Uh, one of my favorite shows of all time. Uh, I wish I had it within, uh, you know, grab distance. Uh, but mm. I got a a 3D printed version of the the full version of the Four Toad statue, um, oh, which is very rare. And I want to mm. make and I want to attach it to a base so it looks like the full statue and use it like as a bookend. Uh, so I've spray oh, painted it and textured it and did the whole thing tough to get that where to look exactly how it used to but uh well yeah the show uh one of the best <laughs> one of the best 
All right. Well, <laughs> the next 50 questions are all about loss. So I hope we're fine with that. <laughs> uh, how cool was it when Anna Lucia and Libby? No, no, no. No spoilers. Um, 40, uh, 47. Least favorite state. I thought this was another one where I'm like, well, we have states in Australia, but I, I'm guessing you're, <laughs> you mean states in the US. But then I thought, like, maybe he means state of being, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, anxious is probably my least favorite state. Um, <laughs> uh, but I, because I, I've also only been to like four or five American states and I enjoyed them all very, very, very much. Okay. Um, uh, but I'll say least favorite Australian state that I've been to is is South Australia. Sorry to those people in Adelaide. <laughs> um, <laughs> your state is cool. It's just not very exciting. Uh, yeah. Uh, 48. Best thing you've ever won. Uh, kind of sad that I can't think of anything. <laughs> um, I, I, I Okay. I remember, uh, you know, those crane machines. Oh, certainly. Um, I can never get them to work. But one time I was at I was at the snow with my family and there was one in the lodge, like the great big communal lodge that we we're in. And there was a bunch of these plush toys. And I was like, I'm not going to get any of these. And I it goes down, picks up a little plush Cartman from South Park. Perfect. And I was like, oh, my God. It worked. I felt like I like broke the matrix or something because I was like, I thought these things were rigged. I thought they were never supposed to work. Um, I just got really excited because uh, my family couldn't believe it. It was a, yeah, it was a, it was a big afternoon for me, and that's that's the best thing I've won. I will say, um, I guess in a different sense of winning, uh, I just recently, yesterday, in fact, gained my a hundred thousand hundred thousandth. Uh, subscriber on youtube oh, wow um, so that was a big uh milestone for me so i guess that's a little bit better than a uh, carmen plushy toy one <laughs> a one b both yeah yeah, yeah, applause, yeah you know for sure uh, for sure <laughs> no that that is incredible and the subscriber thing is incredible but uh, both are incredible. <laughs> uh 49 is there anything you've collected or had a collection of? Uh, well, apart from my lost paraphernalia uh, <laughs> and my records. Um, anything else? Yeah, I used to collect all kinds of weird stuff as a kid. Just, you know, obscure little things, cereal boxes, you know, prizes and cereal boxes and stuff like that. Just, just plastic garbage. Um, that I got rid of a lot of uh, a few years ago when I was doing a big clean uh, of my old house. Um, but yeah, the, I, I, I think the official Lost magazine should be sufficient enough, <laughs> I think. Um, I'm looking at the judges. Yep, they're, they're nodding. They're <laughs> nodding. They're going to allow that. Uh, question 50, dubbed the Ryan Davis and the last of the fighting questions, I swear. <laughs> You're in a fight to the death with another person equal to your size. You're offered either an aluminum baseball bat or a six inch non serrated knife, knowing the weapon you don't choose goes to your opponent. So which do you choose knife or bat? Okay. Now this is, this is easier for me to answer Mm. um, because I would go with a knife because the knife 
uh, and I, I don't mean to get graphic here with how I would do it, but yeah. um, you see a knife, you can easily slit someone's throat. It's quick. It's done. They bleed out. And you've, you've only done one action with a, with an aluminum or aluminum, sorry, baseball, <laughs> baseball bat. Mm -hmm. um, that's going to require repeated bludgeonings. And I don't know if I have the stomach for that. Whereas just one quick, you know, yeah, uh, slash of the throat or, or, you know, anywhere else. Uh, I, I, I feel like with enough adrenaline, I could do that, but, um, yeah, repeatedly beating someone with a, uh, with a, with a baseball bat, that's, uh, that's trickier for me. So I'll, I'll go with the knife. It's more humane, really. If it, it, is. It, it, it is, it is exactly. And I feel like I could, if they came at me with a bat, I feel like an, a baseball bat would be easier to wrestle out of someone's hands than a knife, you know, blade first. Yeah. That's tricky. Before we continue on this magical mystery tour, we need to shout out the people who do the music that shows up on this podcast here, there, and everywhere. Like the song you're hearing right now from the Mini Vandals, the song that's going to play us back from Break from DJ Williams, the opening song from Diala, or the closing one from Single Friend. All of these are royalty-free as a bird, uh, so they deserve the shout-out here. And if you want to help the show, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you get it, or you can let it be and just tell a friend. So here comes the sun, excuse me, second half of the episode, and I've got a feeling it's going to be a good one with more Elliot Roberts. We got one more thing before we get back to the show. Something brand new, something I'm very excited about. It's the 99 Questions hotline? Hotline. Sure, that's what we're going to go with. I created a phone number for you to call. You can leave me a voicemail. If you have questions for me, if you have questions about the show, if you have questions for future guests, you can call in, leave a voicemail, and your voice might be the one actually asking the question live on the show. Well, not live, it's pre-recorded, but you know what I mean. I got the number right here, 732-592-9838. That spells out real wax vet. That's right, real wax vet. Like a veterinarian who's really made of wax. I don't know, all the good numbers are taken, so this is the closest one I could get. Real Wax Vet. One more time, that's 732-592-9838. Give it a call, leave a message, have a great day. have a youtube channel uh that i am uh, quite a fan of uh as i'm a fan of uh, the aforementioned band when it came up a couple times the beatles and i think you do an excellent job of not only 
dissecting and analyzing and going over their impact and a lot of their legacy, uh, but uh, things related to them, their films, the the biopics of the time, uh, even a little Legend of Zelda, even if it's uh, maybe not your favorite or most uh, most viewed video of all time. Um, <laughs> but I suppose my question is, if I had to ask you one, and, and what do you know I get the chance to here, um, what kind of sparked your inspiration to go that route? Did you maybe have the idea to do a YouTube channel and just say, yeah, it's just going to be about video essays and you kind of found your niche mm. or did you come in with the expectation of, no, I, I want this to be focused and, and this is what I am setting out to do. Yeah. Cool question. Um, so, uh, I, as I said, I, I, I have had been wanting to be an actor and, the way to kind of, you know, get your start was to film stuff online, do, do things yourself. You know, I made a mm -hmm. web series um, that I wrote over the course of 2018, 2019. I shot it um, in late 2019 and I got it up there. I was really proud of it. Didn't get a lot of views, you know, like my friends and family and that kind of thing. And um, then during the pandemic, I like wanted to keep shooting video and filming myself doing comedy skits and that kind of thing because I wanted to occupy my time doing something. Um, and I was doing I was doing a lot of that. And then I thought, you know what, you know, what would be like more fun for me and maybe give me like potentially more views is instead of doing, you know, comedy skits and silly videos like that, which I still love and like all my friends loved, but like weren't getting, you know eyeballs on from other people is like what if i talk about a subject that i'm passionate about and i have a lot of things that i'm passionate about i love i love zelda i love lost i love the beatles but the beatles seem to be the thing that i think i could talk about the most and i'd always my first youtube video was it came from like basically a youtube video that i wanted to watch but that hadn't been made of just someone comparing all the uh, often terrible uh, made-for-TV movie uh, biopics about the Beatles. I love trashy made-for-TV biopics. I think that's a really, like, obscure and funny genre. Um, <laughs> like, the worst, like, the the worse the wigs look, the better, in my opinion. Um, and there was there's just quite a few on the Beatles. So I was like, I'll just, like, collect them all and just, you know, do some funny commentary on it. And uh i had a really fun time doing that it was this was again 2020 so this is in lockdown i've got not much else to do um and then i wanted to follow it up with this video on my favorite paul mccartney album ram um and then i started getting like quite a lot of views and i was like okay but i don't want to like shoebox myself into just being like the Beatles guy, even though I love being, you know, the Beatles guy, I am happy with that moniker. <laughs> um, uh, but I, I, I was worried about like putting myself in a corner. So that's why I, I, my next couple of videos were just about like my top 10 albums that year. And then there was the Zelda video, the personal essay I did on, on, on what that series means to me, which I still stand by. I think is one of my best videos, honestly, but like, I get I that it's it. not going to have, oh, thank you. Yeah, it's it it doesn't have that I guess wide appeal, um, but I yeah I I've always just been someone who's so interested in so many things. I am such a nerd about so many different um, uh, yeah TV shows, video games, and I've wanted to kind of uh, I've never wanted to stick to one thing, but now I've kind of uh, 
films as well, like not even biopics. Like I never intended to be like the biopic guy either. I just think it's a weird, funny genre that not many people talk about. Um, but I, you know, <laughs> most of the films that I love aren't biopics. Uh, but now I'm, I, I've kind of settled into being more music related, a music related YouTube channel. I think that's where most people, uh, uh, enjoy my kind of stuff is, is talking about why I think an album sounds good. The context of, of, uh, a particular song, or I think that's the thing I'm probably best at explaining as well. So mm. yeah, it's been, it's been a, um, a long road, uh, figuring out my voice as a YouTuber and, um, from how I got my start to now, but, uh, yeah, it came from me just wanting to talk about all the stuff that I, that I love, that I nerd out about, um, and just uh, throw some fun editing on top of it and see where it goes. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're killing it. I dare say, and I, I highly recommend it to anyone who hasn't uh, checked it out. Uh, and also real quick. What are your thoughts on Tears of the Kingdom? I don't know if you, because I know you oh said your God. piece on Breath of the Wild, but I think that was <laughs> that was out before Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, came out obviously. I, I love it. I like I, if I could make a, a you know an hour long video on Tears of the Kingdom, <laughs> I would. I was even like you know like uh, doing that thing where you record your your, your playthrough. I was just constantly like hitting yeah. records like someday maybe I'll make a video on Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> it's going to be good to have footage. So there's a small part of me that thinks I will still, but I just adore that game. Like I, I, I already loved like with Breath of the Wild. Um, I'd beaten it like in 2017 when the game came out. I'd done all the shrines. I, 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 I'd done all the side quests. But I still love to just you know pop in the game and just wander around Hyrule. I just yeah. love being in that land, and you know, like it's it's so serene and beautiful and uh i so that's why i wasn't upset where when they said for tears of the kingdom that it was going to use the same um hyrule i was like great i love that place and there yeah. were so many things that were changed about it that it was like it was like you know moving away from home for five years and then coming back and seeing what everything's like it was so cool and then you've got the sky and the depths and the music is it oh. has just has just gotten even better. The new enemies. Um, yeah, I'm still playing it. Like I, 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 I've beaten it, um, but I there's still lots to do. Uh, I love just still going around and finding a few Koroks, you know, like that's <laughs> it's so much fun for me. Um, so, yeah, I 10 out of 10 game. They absolutely nailed it. Uh, you know, it was worth the wait. Um, yeah. <laughs> that that first little piano twinkle when you when you get near the dragon for the first time any of the dragons oh oh it, it like made my heart a flutter what a what a game yeah same but we could talk about lost and zelda all day here we got more questions <laughs> uh 51 what's your phone wallpaper right now uh phone wallpaper is my girlfriend lauren and my dog martha oh adorable pretty easy one but yeah uh 52 what's the last thing you googled let's have a look what's the last thing i googled oh okay so i'm still a wordle player oh and, wow uh i got uh, i got I, I don't know if anyone else listening to this plays wordle still but i got that thing where um i had the second third and fifth placement and i was 
like yeah so basically it it was one of these things where it kind of like all looks the same all the way going down all the way and i was like oh no i i I could really get caught out here there's so many combinations so my last thing that i googled was not that their answer but was like previous wordle uh words because i was like all right what i can do is i don't think this is cheating but like seeing what words have been used in Wordle, I was like, all right, it can't be them. It's not going to be blame because blame is already a word. So I'll put blade in instead. I needed to limit my options here so that I wouldn't, because I'm on a streak of 140 days and I really don't want to lose that. Um, so yeah, a, a bunch of people just stopped listening because I got really nerdy about <laughs> Wordle. Um, uh, but yeah, it was just a few Wordle words if they had previously been used. That's the last thing I Googled. What a long answer to a very simple question. <laughs> I love it. And you did get the word though. The streak continues. I got, I got it on, on, on literally on like the, the, the last opportunity. I, I, I won't say what it is. Um, oh, actually, it would have come out by now. It yeah. was Glaze. Um, yeah, I, I, I had, uh, apologies to you if, if, if you play, cause I, it'll be your word tomorrow as you're from the States. Mm. Um, but it was place slate blade flame glare and glaze. So yeah, got it on my six just wow. in time. I was, I was shaking. They throw the Z at you. That was, that's the curveball right yeah. there. Yeah, exactly. 53. You have to name your next pet without seeing them. What do you name them? Uh, George. I was, when we got our dog, we said, if, if it's a boy, it's going to be George. And if it's a girl, it'll be Martha. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go with George. Perfect. Uh, 54. What professional wrestler would you compare yourself to? Um, I used to be so into wrestling as a kid back when it was like WCW. Um, oh, yeah. 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 I remember even having like friends who had like the action figures and oh, I used to, I used to know so many more wrestlers and I can't think of any right now. So I'll go with everyone's favorite, John Cena, just because I can't think of anything else right now. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Maybe the famous person you met was a professional wrestler and both are slipping your mind. Maybe you didn't run into Sting or something like <laughs> I didn't, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> Tomorrow's another day. Uh, 55. What's your comfort food on a bad day? Uh, also, could be perfect breakfast. Um, I love to make a halloumi bagel, halloumi cheese, spinach, Ooh. and chili jam. Um, just a great lunch, great breakfast, uh, easy to make, and um, yeah. That's comfort food. <laughs> and I'm getting hungrier by the second here. <laughs> 56. Favorite smell? Uh, fireplace. Ooh. Yeah. 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 Preferably with a burning fire going on at the time, not just a, you know, a regular fireplace. <laughs> I guess, yeah, just... a burning fire, but not like a, you know, a, a, a house smoldering. I mean, like literally a, ha- a fire in a fireplace. I probably didn't need to explain that, um, but yeah. <laughs> the smell of an off fireplace. Nothing beats it. <laughs> uh, 57. Best candy. M&M's. Peanut M&M's. Yeah, that's like, that's, I guess, another comfort food is a uh, movie snack, M&M's, going on a hike, M&M's. They're just the yeah. best. Yeah. Yeah. 
58 worst candy. Oh, anything with licorice in it. I'm not a licorice guy. Um, I don't like aniseed. We have this candy in Australia. What we would call them, we'd call them lollies, which I know are like lollipops for you, but um, they're called licorice all sorts. And Ooh. I've never liked them. I think they're gross. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't even know that candy in particular, but I agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 59. What's a restaurant you'd recommend? If you're ever in Melbourne and you love sushi, mm-hmm. can I recommend Kisume? K-I-S-U-M-E. Japanese sushi restaurant. Great vibes. Best sushi. Really, really good stuff. Um, yeah. Kisume. Great cocktails as well. And sake. Ooh. Oh, man. <laughs> I really should have had dinner before this recording. This is uh, really, really strong. Uh, question 60. What's a food? you've never eaten let's go with any like exotic meat um mm. i think i've had lamb once but i don't remember it uh yeah being pescatarian and mostly being ve- I've raised vegetarian i was yeah didn't eat a lot of meat as a kid um i guess i've never had like alligator i think they said alligator meat yeah. I've never had alligator. <laughs> okay. All right. Very fair. Very fair. 61. Strangest food that you have eaten. Last year, I was in Tokyo. We went to a sushi restaurant that I thought was like, again, just going to be like sashimi, sushi, but it was all these weird, um, I don't want to say weird because it's probably a lot more, you know, culturally standard in Japan. But for me yeah. and my basic ass western palette uh it was like these like squidgy little like things from the sea that didn't really look like anything uh they were kind of gooey and strange and uh you kind of had to just like slurp them back um they (laughs) they were just these weird uh unidentifiable uh (laughs) gooey things from the ocean that i just put in my mouth um, and they were very salty. And I was like, this is really weird right now. I don't know <laughs> what I'm eating. So definitely unidentifiable gooey stuff in Japan. Wow. That, I love it. I'm down for a second <laughs> round of that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 62. What's a typical day off? I like to, a day off for me, Go on a walk, go on a hike, um, or just hang around at home, play video games, play a board game. Um, yeah, yeah. Do try to try try to like remember that it's a day off because I because I'm I work for myself and I work from home. I yeah. I set whatever I like. I I don't really set standard hours for myself, so I find like my days off and my work days always kind of bleed into each other, and I have to remember that a day off is a day off. So. Yeah, that's why a hike is good, because you rarely feel like doing much else after that. <laughs> good advice. Uh, 63, bucket list item you accomplished. I mean, yesterday, getting 100,000 subscribers was uh, certainly something. So, yeah, I'll go with that. That is super commendable. That is, that is amazing. <laughs> yeah. 64, bucket list item you probably won't accomplish. A million subscribers. <laughs> uh, 
yeah, that just seems so far off now. Um, could happen, but I, yeah, I don't know. Probably not. Um, yeah, let's go with a million subscribers. I think it's doable. Well, you know, we'll, oh, well see. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> 65, dubbed by previous guests, the realist question of the bunch. Name of a friend you don't keep in contact with, but regret it. Oh, this is a very real question. Yeah. Let's go with my friend Holly. I haven't seen him in a while. Yeah. Hmm. 66. What's a game that makes you feel nostalgic? Uh, The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Yeah. Nothing like it. <laughs> it's very true. I will. I'll, sh- I'll throw a shout out. Uh, there's a Zelda podcast out there uh, that had me on as a guest actually this season. Oh, yeah? they're, they're covering every locale in Ocarina of Time. Uh, super detailed, ah. like two hour episodes on like each individual town and dungeon. And uh, wow. it's it's a real it's a real treat. Shout out to Hello Hyrule. Uh, worth worth checking out. I'll give it a listen. It is it is just a nostalgia trip. Every single episode is it's really fun. <laughs> 67. What game have you spent the most time playing? Uh, the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. <laughs> <laughs> I think my I think I'm into the plus 500 hours. 500 hours. Oh, when I, when I tell you I can just go around looking for Koroks, I mean it. <laughs> Because what, there's like 900, 800, yeah. something in that game? Yeah. The 900 Koroks that I found, uh, I'm an idiot because I, I like I started one save file and then when I beat the game, you get master mode and yeah. I played most of my, like I found about 500 Koroks in master mode, but I've got like 200 in my original save file and I wish I could just like, mm. you know, uh, condense them together, but that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's. Wow. That's incredible. <laughs> uh, 68. What's something you've built with your own hands? Um, This desk. I didn't build oh. it. I assembled it from the pieces that you get when they ship it to you. And then you get the <laughs> sheet of paper that says, here's step one. Put this in here. I can't actually build anything with my hands, but Ikea furniture or like uh stuff like that uh yeah i'm good anything with an allen Allen wrench yeah 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 gets the job done (laughs) 69 best pickup line um this is uh difficult for me because i have been with my girlfriend for 10 years so i haven't really needed to ever really use a pickup line fair or at least not in a in a while uh a real insight into what my dating life would be in a you know in a different alternate universe <laughs> just stumbling my way through a, a pickup line <laughs> um uh hey hey baby um how's it going can i buy you a drink i don't know i don't know i i yeah i uh, yeah i don't know <laughs> I'm looking That's at probably... the analytics. Uh, every listener is swooning after that pickup line. This is incredible. I don't know how the analytics figured it out. That's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, 
It's it's a tough one. It's a tough one. Uh, 70, have you ever had any good nicknames? Uh, no, I've had a lot of bad nicknames. Uh, Smelly mm-hmm. comes to mind. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that. That's the... <laughs> if you have an EL in your name as a child, you, kids will put an S and an M before that, no, no matter where it is. Um, uh, I like E. E is a nickname that I got when I was at university that I like because my name's being three syllables uh, with L's. It's very hard to say uh, if you're under the age of four, kids really have trouble with my name. And a lot of people from different countries have uh, an issue saying my name. So uh, I like E. I was like, nice, like a nice one syllable sound. Like, that's good. Gets to the point. Exactly. Like Bob, you know, like, you know, no one knows how everyone knows how to pronounce Bob. Um, (laughs) You know, no one's going to mess that up. Other than when people think it's a fake name, which for some reason does happen more than you think. Bob Yule, yeah. I'm meeting someone for the first time. Like, what's your name? Oh, Bob. Ah, ha, ha, that's funny. But what's your real name? It's like, no, that's not like... <laughs> it's, a, <laughs> it's just my given name. It's, it's great. It's a classic. <laughs> I'd like to think so. Uh, 71. Do you believe in love at first sight? Um... No, I believe in lust at first sight, uh, but not love. I would, I yeah, I think that's, I think that's a misinterpretation of whatever it is you're feeling if you're looking at someone for the first time. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna go with no. I think that's very fair. Uh, Seventy-two. What's a big turnoff of yours? When whoever it is that you're talking to is not listening to you Mm. and they you can tell that they're just trying to get to the thing that they want to say you know they're they're waiting for a gap and not actually taking it in what you're saying hate that cannot stand it (laughs) just trying to snipe into the conversation yeah yeah no fortunately has not happened so far (laughs) (laughs) this has been very cordial oh my goodness 73 do you consider yourself an artist? Um, yeah, why not? I mean, like everything I've done in my life um, has been arts related. You know, I did performing arts at university. I drew a lot as a as a as a kid. I now take um, I, I use photography. Photography is is a ho- hobby of mine, but there's an artistry to photography. Um, some people are very, very nice online and and have called my videos, uh, you know, artistic or, or yeah, works of art, which I would never say myself about my own work. Um, no, but mm-hmm. I think when people throw out around the words like content, content creators, it really just takes out the kind of artistry from what, what it is people do and what what i like to focus on i you know i love art i live for art and yeah i would hopefully describe myself i think i would describe myself as as an artist i hope that's not too lofty it's just yeah i really have a problem with um the word content it's like you know saying like 
oh, I'm about to go to my favorite restaurant and eat a bunch of calories. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like, no, it's like, you know, people are like, oh, I love your content. I was like, oh, my videos, you know, like, because I, I I only make videos. I don't, I don't, make, you know, I, I get it. It's, it's a good catch all term if you're someone who makes music, makes videos, makes art. Yeah. It's like, here's, you know, here's my content. But I think people are afraid to call the stuff that they do art. I think that I think people would, make fun of them for it or, or something like that but it's a far better word than content so yeah sure why not let's let's yeah. let, let's let's go with that content just sounds so sterile you know it's, it's awful it's an awful term absolutely art it's, it's amazing yeah uh, 74 what's something you tried to cook and failed uh a couple of years ago I, I i remember making this really like um elaborate enchilada dish oh. and it was like a it, it kind of was like diff, it had different layers like a lasagna but it was like enchiladas and i just balls it up so badly and <laughs> I, it was one of those meals like you spend like two hours two and a half hours cooking and it's just like like just making a simple mac and cheese would have been more satisfying and you just feel like an utter failure so uh yeah let's go <laughs> let's go with that the enchiladas that defeated you. Yeah, we, yeah we've man. all had it. That's real. <laughs> Question 75. Dubbed the Ben Hansen after the first guest of this year's show. What's the greatest piece of art ever made? Mm, man, what a question. Mm-hmm. Just going off what we were just discussing. Um What's the most contenty piece of content? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um because it's like, do you pick a film? Do you pick a painting? Do you pick a sculpture? Do you pick a musical? Do you pick an album? Oh man. As a fan of all of those mediums, I'm gonna go with my favorite album, which is Pet Sounds by the Beach Boys. Mm. I just think like for me that that's probably had the most value for me in terms of art um uh yeah my favorite bit of content is the pet sounds by the beach boys (laughs) that sounds so wrong just that right my favorite piece of content is this ah, brilliant perfect (laughs) album that took so much hard work to make like uh... thanks for the content brian Uh, 76. Have you ever had something happen to you that you would consider paranormal? No, I'm, I'm such a, like, I like when, you know, if someone pulls out tarot cards at a party, I'm all for it. If people want to talk about the horoscopes, I'll be like, sure. Yeah. Knock yourself out. I hate to be like a, I hate to yuck people's yum on that kind of thing. I think it's just like, you know, what what, what are we going to be cynical about this? It's like Hogwarts (laughs) houses. It's just a bit of fun. but. In general, when it comes to paranormal activity, I'm quite skeptical, very skeptical of ghosts. Like I've been on many ghost tours that apparently people can't get through because it's so scary and I just never find them scary. I just don't like, I just need to see, I need to see it with my eyes, you know, and not be like, you know, not, it'd be like an out of focus image or something. Um, (laughs) I, and I, this is coming from someone who desperately wants to see a ghost or see a poltergeist move something, you know, thinking yeah. my whole childhood because of the movies that I watched that that would happen. And then it just never did. And um, so, no, sadly, no. Uh, 
<laughs> it would be cool, but no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 77. Would you ever use a Ouija board? Yeah, hell yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Summon demons in here. My goodness. Uh, 78. Simply. Why? Hmm. Because we have no other choice. So poetic. I love it. <laughs> 79. If given the chance, when would you time travel to? Well, this is going to be very obvious, but I would say Summer of Love, 1967, mm. um, just to experience that, specifically in like uh, San Francisco, you know, just really like get right into that um, that culture that was going on at the time uh, that you hear so much about in legend. Uh, yeah, yeah, that'd be it. The knockout answer. Easy one for me. Uh, question 80. Have you ever made a sudden dramatic change to your lifestyle and stuck to it? Yeah, I started a couple of years ago. I started meditating um, for the first really? time. And I, I I got through a streak of meditating every day for a year between 10 to, 50, 10 to 20 minutes. Oh, wow. I don't do it all the time now. I, in fact, I've, I've, I've gotten a little bit slack on it. But the practice of meditation was something that I just wanted to to see if it could be beneficial in my life. And uh, yeah, it was. I, I, I should probably stick with it a little bit further. But it's that thing, whereas if you, if you do meditate and if you do take your time with it and do it for a while, the effects you will start noticing uh, in ways that you didn't anticipate like attention attention is such a good one like where is my attention right now what am i focusing on um mm. what do i not need to like you know do i really need to be on my phone while i'm watching this tv show or can i just watch the tv show you know like that's meditation at work just being like no just focus on the one thing um yeah so that and i've recently started running i did um after having like never run and hating running um, I did this uh, 30 day challenge of running 5k every day um, and I stuck with it and I've get, that ended a few days ago. So I've given myself a some time off, but I'm going to jump back in. Uh, I guess check, check back in with me in a year's time. If, see if I have genuinely stuck with it, but yeah, meditation and running. That's incredible. Kind of the two polar opposites, but kind of a, a good yeah, net yeah. sum at the end. Yeah. Body and mind. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, 81. What game show, past or present, would you love to be a contestant on? I don't remember the name of it, but when I was a kid, I think it was on Nickelodeon, they would, they would have these like game shows for, 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 for children. Mm. And they'd like you, they'd be put in these like crazy, like indoor, like, I don't know, like, playground jungle jimmy challenge things that yeah. they almost look like something out of a video game um was that what was i want to do nick arcade yeah. perhaps with like the green screen and you had to grab coins and stuff or i think it would have been pre-green screen era like okay. i'm talking like 90s i i might also be conflating a few different ones like we had a few <laughs> ones in australia as well but any of those ones when you're a kid and you get to run around like an activity course yeah. um 
to beat other kids. That's what that's the and then maybe you'd get slimed at the end if you <laughs> didn't win. I always <laughs> wanted to get slimed. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll I'll go with miscellaneous Nickelodeon kids game <laughs> show. Perfect. They really should have a station somewhere where you can like just sign up, pay someone ten dollars, and just like have the thing of slime dumped on you, drenched in green Nickelodeon slime. Yeah, I feel like it would be cathartic. Like, yeah, I I drop ten bucks on that. Yeah, yeah, bucket list moment. <laughs> Eighty two. What's a quote that you love? Uh, from Bob Dylan. All I can do is be me, whoever that is. Great quote. Very well said. Uh, 83. What's the best shirt that you own? Ooh, the best shirt. I gotta say, I love the shirt that I'm wearing at the moment. I got it at the uh, Paul McCartney uh, tour. Oh, He came here and um, uh, made his return to Australia, and I got some, some merch. It's real good. Paul McCartney got back and then it's got the tour dates on the front i always feel you know um like a tour tour t-shirt a band t-shirt isn't uh i'm not gonna buy it unless it's got the dates on it you know (laughs) yeah and this and this does i was like yeah great perfect i can show that to my kids i was like i was there um plus i love the 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 artwork on it it's just really cool it Um, is really cool. sorry to the to the people listening to this, uh, I know this is an audio medium, but it's a great T-shirt. In your mind's <laughs> eye, just imagine a really cool shirt. Yeah. And yeah, you got it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's vibrant. It's, it's yellow and blue. It's got a big sun on it. Um, yeah. It's tarot yeah. card-esque in, in like imagery and art style. Just a little bit, maybe. Yeah. How, yeah. How I'm reading it a little bit, but yeah, real good. <laughs> also, I do uh, enjoy yet an excellent video on that as well. Uh, though I do disagree. I think I didn't see it live, of course. I think Paul McCartney's "For You" that's a solid tune. I, I, I don't know. Oh. It's it's a humdinger for me. I... <laughs> it's still a good look. It's still a fun song. If it came on the radio, I would be like, "Oh hell yeah!" But I just really like "Egypt Station," the song that that mm. album is from. And there's just plenty of songs on there that probably aren't, you know, they're not going to rouse a crowd. But uh, it's already a, you know, a, a, a modern Paul McCartney song. Most people don't know it anyway. You may as well play like a deep cut from that record. Yeah, I suppose that's fair. That's my one gripe with it. It's it's <laughs> fine. It's a fine song. It's a fine song. He's just got so many others that I would have preferred. That's fair. That's fair. Just had to. Throw out the for the fun. No, please. Out I, there. I, 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 I welcome it. I welcome it. 84. Would you change your middle name? Um, no, because it's nice and classic. It's John, and I like that. You know, mm. Elliot John Roberts. It's it's good. If I ever needed, like, you know, like a real basic name, it's right there. If I ever want to switch it and become anonymous, um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I like it. It flows well. Mm-hmm. 85. What's a good impression you can do? I don't do a bad Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> oh. Uh, Harry Potter actor. Yeah. Um, like, give me, because uh, now I've got to do it, right? Um, uh, just a little sampling. Yeah, if you don't mind. Uh, can you Can you give me a sentence to say? 
yes. Um, say, oh, I think the taxi is up on the left. Oh, I think the taxi is up on the left. <laughs> That's really solid. <laughs> Hello, I'm Daniel Radcliffe. I used to play Harry Potter and uh, now I just play really weird roles as, you know, whoever. And uh, <laughs> I'm really rich and just get to pick whatever parts I want to play. And uh, that's basically it. <laughs> it's Mr. a really Radcliffe, obscure. I didn't know it's a really, you. <laughs> it, it's really strange, but like it's because I, I loved Harry Potter as a kid and it came from just, you know, doing impressions of Harry Potter characters. And then yeah. it just, I kept doing it. And so now it's just kind of uh, stayed with me, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Really good. 80. Six, is there a tattoo you wanted to get, but are glad you didn't get? No, because I don't have any tattoos. And the reason is I can't, I can't decide. Like, I don't know what, like, you know, as I've been discussing with you on this podcast, there are so many things that I could get. Like, like I can get a Beatles tattoo, a Zelda tattoo. I could yeah. get a lost tattoo. Um, there's so many things that I have such a deep love for that I don't feel I can like pick one over anything else. And I don't know where I would get it. Also, like when, you know, as an actor, you you don't really want to get, unless you're already established, you don't want to get a tattoo because if you're playing someone in a period piece, they're just not going to cast you if you've yeah. got like, you know, thing on your arm or, or something like, like that. So I am, um, uh, it's my, it's that quote from Kim Kardashian that I think is, it, it always really works, which is, uh, you wouldn't put a bumper sticker on a Bentley, you know, like <laughs> that, that feels very mean to people who have tattoos. I, I love tattoos. I think that I think people fucking rock them. They look great. But um, yeah. yeah, for me, it's just never really worked. <laughs> very fair. Very fair. Uh, something 87. How would you describe your 16 year old self? Yeah, an over-enthusiastic, but very well-meaning nerd, I think. <laughs> it's basically who I am now, but just with, like, far less of a focus and far less of a filter as well. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 88. What's the worst injury you've ever had? Um... Oh, I've never broken a bone, touch wood. But I have, yeah, as a kid, we had this kind of like park nearby and there'd always be bottles in in like the corner of it. Uh, I I guess like people would like, you know, drink there at night or whatever it is. And I used to love like just being a precocious child would love to like smash rocks on the glass and see the glass explode. And one time a bit of glass came back and hit me in the face. And I just got this like deep gash right near my mouth. I've still got a scar there and it was just bleeding profusely. It wasn't like a bad injury, but it looked really bad because yeah. it was, I was bleeding from the face and the blood was then on my t-shirt and just uh, like, I looked like I was in a much worse situation than I was when <laughs> I came home. My parents freaked out. Um, so it definitely, yeah, 
seemed bad at the time, but in retrospect, it really wasn't that bad. Yeah, I, I've gotten kind of lucky. You should see the other guy when you come home exactly. looking like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Uh, 89. What's a habit of yours you want to break? I could always do better with procrastination. I'm still a huge procrastinator. And I get very snacky after 6 p.m., which everyone's mm. like, don't eat after 6 p.m. And I, but I, I, I again, those M&Ms, man. If they're in my it's house, the only time I want a snack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the only, exactly. I don't really like get that snacky during the day, but uh, after dinner, I'm just like, yeah, yeah, bad. But yeah, I'll, I'll break the habit one day. One day. <laughs> I believe in you. Question ninety. Getting on the home stretch here. Have you ever lied on your resume? Yes, and I think <laughs> everyone should lie on their resume. <laughs> <laughs> but you've just got to make it a believable enough lie that you can corroborate mm. hopefully with a friend like i you know i used to work for this company and this person is my reference my old boss <laughs> and it's just a friend of mine you know if, if you know you can do the job lie on your resume it's hot enough out there guys you know do what you can very well said i'll always remember uh previous guest of the show mary kish who said uh Lies on your resume should be who you want to be. And I always yeah. thought that's a very poetic way of saying that. I love that. It's an aspirational thing. Yeah. Yeah, truly. <laughs> uh, 91. Have you ever punched someone in the face? Fortunately not. I've, I have an older brother and 18 months older. So he and I used to get into scrapes, I guess, as, as, as kids. Mm -hmm. Um, but no, I've never straight out punched someone in the face. Uh, not yet, anyway. Mm. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see it happening in my future either. <laughs> um, but it does feel like one of those things like you've seen so many times in movies that you kind of like, oh, what would it be like to punch someone in the face? But I just don't see that, that ever happening for me, So, uh, which is probably for the best because I don't know what I'd do after that. Uh, 92. Would you ever go to a nude beach? Sure, yeah, why not? Um, never say never. Like, it's not, yeah. it's not come up before, but uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I dig it. 93. Somehow, not the realest question. When was the last time you cried? When I, you would know this, when I listened to Now and Then for the, uh -huh. well, well, not the first time, but one of the times I was listening to it. Um, yeah, the new Beatles song, Now and Then, made me cry. It'll, it'll get you. I get it. Uh, 94, what's something you've done and will probably never do again? Oh, I've eaten pork and beef. But I don't intend to undoing that again. I really like the thing is, I never really used to eat much of them anyway, but I do miss chicken from time to time. I wouldn't, I would never say never to fried chicken if I was hungry enough because God damn it, I miss fried chicken. But once they're able to like get the fake meat right with that, then it's over. Then I'll, then I will fully give it up. But so far, I have not yet tried a, respectable 
fried chicken alternative and i'm waiting for that day because that's 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 gonna be me man it feels like they're getting close yeah i think they're getting close i think we're like five years away yeah maybe even less yeah yeah i agree i would love to do like a blind test and like this is a real nugget yeah this is not a real nugget you tell me because when i go into it i obviously can be like well it's close but it's not quite there but like is that am i are my own perceptions throwing me off or yeah blind taste test that's a good idea it'll be pepsi and coke all over again (laughs) the chicken nugget challenge yeah uh 95 best compliment you ever received i used to be quite insecure about the sound of my voice as everyone i think is when they hear themselves back so i really like when people say that i have a a voice that's very nice to listen to or to like have on in the background. Um, people, you know, like some of my longer videos, people would be like, oh yeah, I just put that, the audio of that on in the background when I go to sleep or when I'm studying. Um, and I'm like, oh, that's, that's so nice. Um, and yeah, yeah. It's, I, I, I just really like that. So yeah, yeah, that's my favorite compliment. That's amazing. 96. Tell me a joke. Uh, <laughs> okay. Where does the king keep his armies? Ooh, I don't know. Where does the king keep his armies? In his sleeves. A <laughs> nicely done. That's nicely my best done. G-rated joke that I could <laughs> that, that I could pull out. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Uh, 97, 97 used to be a question that I came up with, but just wasn't all that good. So I took it and I threw it in the recycling bin and I replaced it with the listener question of the week. So if any of our lovely listeners have a question they want to see used on a future episode, it's 99, of course, the number 99 questions pod at gmail.com or 99 questions pod on Twitter. And we got a good one here. Uh, well, we got one from. Aquad, who said, can he say hello to Julia for me? I don't think there's any relation to Julia Roberts there. Uh, so I chose a different question. Good do they try. know it's me, by the way? Is this, is this specifically for me? They do. Oh, okay, wow. All right. So this is this is a long one here, but this is a, I really like this one. Uh, K at the sales. Thank you, K. This is a question and a theory. Question is, I would love to hear Elliot's thoughts on the Paul is dead conspiracy theory. My, my theory, I have always thought that originally the Fab Four just loved messing around with their audio, putting in little goofs and gags to appeal to repeat listeners and scruffs alike. I think the Paul is dead joke started here, but after the tragedy of the Manson murders and all their talk of actually hearing secret messages within Helter Skelter, the boys had to completely disavow any semblance of a gag and immediately dropped the bit, never mentioning it again. Seems to fit the wacky, carefree style of the boys early on, and explained a totally justified reason to not continue this odd prank on the listeners. Just my thought. Thanks, uh, Kay, at the sales. So, a little bit of everything on there. We got a yeah. little bit of a theory, but, um, of course, what what is your thought on this, uh, on this topic here? I guess my thought to that is that is a fun theory and involved in a 
stupid conspiracy theory i think mm. I, I like i i i a lot of people have asked me in the past like could you make a video on paul is dead can you uh you know can you talk about that and i guess my my answer to that is just like what's left to explore you know what <laughs> i mean like w- and what's yeah. the point i'm not someone who um typically likes to perpetuate or like endorse conspiracy theories uh because i think there's a lot of bad ones out there yeah um sometimes can be quite harmful as well um but i mean this is a pretty innocent one uh paul is dead it's fun like it's it's a fun theory like you know the abbey road cover and like the the way they're all dressed um the the number plate like i get it like i i get why it took off but I guess, like, in my videos, like, every single time I mention the Beatles or Paul, (laughs) um, there'll be someone, usually once a week, maybe possibly even more, who's like, you mentioned you saw Paul McCartney. The person you actually saw was a man named Billy Shears. It's like, (laughs) oh, my God. Because and, and and they're dead serious. Like, they're they're, they're really into it. Like, tinfoil hat to the extreme. so I guess I've never really wanted to like, yeah, keep perpetuating that. And I just don't have anything else to say. It's a fun theory. I like this person's theory that like had the Manson murders not happened, maybe they could have had a bit more fun with it and, you know, messed with their listeners' heads and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Paul acknowledged it in a f- cute way in the 90s. He has a live album called Paul is Live. Um uh, and it's like him again on the Abbey Road crossing. So I, I like that he ha- always had a good sense of humor about it. Um, but I guess it's just like balancing, uh, you know, the fun, lighthearted, uh, you know, I, I, mo- kind of um, that 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 side of things with the people who genuinely believe it and yeah. will comment on all my videos. <laughs> long like war and peace length uh comments about why it's true and i'm like get this person out of here <laughs> <laughs> don't you he was facing the other way what how it, much more obvious could they make it it's uh, just crazy town and also if that theory was true because the theory is that he died in 1966 yeah then everything he made after 1966 so everything he made on like magical mystery to a sergeant peppers white the white album abbey road let it be and in his entire wings and solo career has been this impersonator who just happens to look exactly like him and (laughs) has the same gift for melody um sure billy shears is incredibly talented apparently like the most talented human I had uh, no idea plastic surgery was that, you know, <laughs> good. But back in uh, the mid-60s, they still can't get it right with people today, but they somehow nailed it uh, in 1966. One-to-one with one of the most famous person on the planet, uh, one of the most famous people on the planet. Uh, yeah. But yeah, they got in one. Good for them. Uh, <laughs> uh, excellent answer. An excellent question uh, from Kay at the sales. And I suppose Aquad. Uh, <laughs> though I assume no relation to Julia Roberts. Unfortunately not. That would be a lot of fun. But uh, hi, Julia, if you're listening. <laughs> She's a big fan. So, <laughs> uh, Question 98. What made you want to be who you are today? Um, I guess 
yeah, a deep love of music, a, a, a deep love of of uh, of art, and, and um, an incessant need to get in front of the camera and talk, whether it's talking lines or just talking things I've written. Um, I've just been always been very enthusiastic about things, and uh, yeah, and expressing that in any way I can is just what I've always done and probably what I always will do. Um, so yeah. Love it. That brings us to the top of the mountain. The titular question, if you will. Question 99. What do you want to be remembered for? Bringing joy into the world in whatever way I can, you know, um, I, I I learned a good lesson about myself when starting my YouTube journey, which was like, there's a big, you know, uh, I guess it can be tempting to make videos that are, you know, like not, 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 not hateful videos, but like videos that like rag on something. Like you see it all the time. Like, you know, yeah. that's the kind of, uh stuff on youtube that gets a lot of clicks is like why this movie sucks you see it in thumbnails all the time it's just like it's you know like awful or like so bad or whatever and there's just so much of that um i guess content on youtube and i and i wanted to push it the other way and talk about things that i think are are wonderful and that are great and that have improved uh humanity and i learned this by i i did a video on the the film yesterday which i don't love all that much mm-hmm. um but i went really hard with my nitpicks of it so i got very cinema sinzy and um like <laughs> just was like this doesn't make any sense and this is bad and this and like to this day like i don't mind that video but like all the feedback that i get from it is is as you know it's not good. It's it's just like ah, oh, you know. As the best comment I get on that video is like, "Haha, funny video," or whatever it is. But when I make YouTube videos about things that I think are are great or unsung, underrated, and then I sing their praises, um, people are like, "Oh wow, this is this is wonderful. I I never realized this existed." Or "Oh, this made me cry." Or like, um, "Thank you so much." And, and it was just like. Yeah, that's that's what I'd like to do. If I could be remembered for, for you know, bringing light to things that I love, um, make people aware of um, joyous music, uh, or whatever it might be, uh, I would consider myself very lucky for that. Um, yeah, in any way I can, just bring a little bit of joy and light to the world. That that's that's all. That's all. <laughs> uh... <laughs> I, I, I think you are succeeding on that task. I think that is why I'm a fan of your work, honestly. Uh, it is, uh, uh, I, I think, too rare to see a positivity-infused mm. YouTube channel that talks passionately about, uh, you know, things that you love. Uh, so it is. It, it really is a breath of fresh air. And I, I dare say, keep it up. You're, you're killing oh, it. Oh, thank so, you, Bob. Um, thank you. No, of course. But, uh, uh Legally, I'm out of questions for you. I can't ask any more. Um, I'm I'm plumb out here. Uh, 
Elliot, thank you so much for for joining here. This has been an absolute uh, pleasure. Um, is there anything you want to plug, promote, waft into the ears of our wonderful listeners? Uh, any favorite episode of Lost that everyone should watch? Uh, no, it could be anything. Anything you want to promote, please. Uh, anything at all. Uh, the floor is exclusively yours. Uh, well, I would say as far as Lost goes, like probably best episode, The Constant. Um, famous for being one of the best episodes of television of all time. But I mean, just watch the first season. If you're not hooked by the first season, then like, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. But in terms of um, plugs of my own stuff, uh, you can find me on YouTube. Uh, just Google my my name, Elliot Roberts. I'll come up, but the full thing is youtube.com forward slash Elliot Roberts videos. Uh, I'm on Instagram at Elliot Roberts. That's two L's, one T. And I'm on Twitter at Elliot Roberts five. It's I, as far as I'm concerned, I'm still calling it Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm on Letterboxd as well at Elliot Roberts as well. If you're if you're a film buff, a cinephile, uh, you can find me on there. Um, yeah, thank you, Bob. This was an absolute delight. It was really nice speaking with you. Uh, go and have some dinner now because I know you're hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I brought up so much food in this podcast. (laughs) Well, I'm going to be craving fried chicken and cartoon-style pizza for quite a while after this. But nevertheless, Elliot Roberts, everyone check out his YouTube channel. I can't recommend it more highly, especially if you're into the Beatles and old school rock like that. It it rules. Uh, I wish I could talk to him all day, but it's last call time. The red light's on. Let's figure out what we learned here today. We learned that the Beatles' Now and Then music video is so much wackier than it has any right to be. It speaks volumes that Hanson's Mbop video from 97 is more grounded than it. We learned that Nickelodeon should open up slime booths for adults, just something to let the tension go away. And why stop there? Let's open up Lost Hatches, where I can press a button every 108 minutes. I'd sign up. We learned that Smash Brothers is all about projectiles, people. We learned that Bill Hader is just too funny to continue to be funny. And we learned that a good Wordle streak is something you have to fight every day to keep. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to finish digitizing my VHS tapes. Probably take me about two weeks to finish. Till the next episode. Till then, thank you and good night.